So you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast too. Otherwise, Warhorse is going to rule your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Four Sides Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Carter. I'm with the fifth side of Four Sides, Noah Hudson here. He's back. What's up, guys? How you been? We've been doing good. How have you been doing? You spent a few episodes since you've been on. Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. I thought Rain might have scared you away. Nah. I mean, I know she kind of got in you a little bit last time. Just a little Just bit. Just a little bit. Just but a it's okay. Bit. A little yeah. heat here and there is always good. Hey, hey, that's what song. I like to hear. So, uh... We don't have a special guest today. Uh, I guess our special guest today is Noah. <laughs> but uh, today we have the task of recapping some shows that we've been to. Good old recap episode. Yep. Haven't had a recap episode in a while, so mm-hmm. figured this would be a good time to do so. Uh, we, we're going to be talking about two promotions today, actually. Uh, so this is kind of going to be our new format for doing recaps because i feel like sometimes just releasing a bunch of recap episodes will kill the algorithm a little bit so i figured i figured it'd be good to just kind of have one big recap episode a month yeah so we'll see how that goes if it doesn't go over well we'll kind of think about going back to the previous way we were doing it but uh anyways let's get right into business um first show we're going to be recapping today was the or is we're in present tone, though. I gotta remember that. Zero One USA's New Year's Retribution back on January 30th, I believe. Or was it 30? I think it was the 30th. It was the 30th. Okay. It's been a long month, dude, with all the winter weather we've had. That's and everything. true. Mental health, too. It's yeah. been just winter blues has just kind of got me down a little but you know i've enjoyed the snow we haven't had a big snow in years so but you know this isn't a pity party about me or nothing yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so the first match of new year's retribution was a battle royal to crown a new zero one usa heavyweight champion because the previous champion matt kenway has retired to go into the service the military service which um Good for Kenway. Yeah, Kenway, if you're somehow listening to this, uh, good for you. Proud of you for doing that, yep. so going and serving your country. That's I commend everybody that goes and does that. Mm. Had a lot of bright stars in this battle royal. Yeah, we, we had did. Uh, our, one of our favorite guys, Walker Hayes. Mm-hmm. His tag team partner, Anakin Murphy. Camaro Jackson. You had bunch of like just most of those year one guys that were on the card i believe yeah you got aaron roberts in aaron there roberts. uh kyle viper the survivor guy the survivor guy, the survivor guy. <laughs> we'll get to that later uh, <laughs> also what i found a little what i found a little interesting was uh so noah have you ever got to watch the the evil adventures of baby e- evil adventures of babysitting no okay so um there's this little kid that rain has to watch after and uh he was in the battle royal oh so that that was interesting oh, so, oh that's the kid that uh, aaron roberts chucked out yeah he, <laughs> yeah he yeeted his ass out of there <laughs> uh, that's that's gonna be 
I think that's my moment of the match there. Mm-hmm. I, I popped for that. Uh, somebody that I've never seen wrestle that really impressed me in that match was Justin Kyle. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big fan of Justin Kyle. Uh, that's uh, that's Lee's big guy, actually. That is Lee's big guy. We figured yeah. that out. Uh, my Also, my first time seeing Justin Kyle. Uh, I've been watching his work on ICW and other promotions. Uh, really impressive dude. Glad yeah. I got to meet him that night. Got my photo op with him. Mm-hmm. So... A uh, very cool guy to talk to. This match was a very stereotypical battle royale. You know, you had your tag teams working together. You had Anakin and Walker working together. You had eliminations left and right. It just, it was a good battle royal. It was. The thing about battle royals is, like, they're they're mega storytellers, mm-hmm. sort of. Like, in some of the eliminations kind of were, were, like, involved the matches that were supposed to take place later that night. Like, yeah. you had... Uh, you had Justin Kyle and Camaro Jackson going at each other. Um, mm-hmm. you, you had uh, the tag teams kind of going after each other. Uh, you had Aaron Roberts going after Kyle. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was a really good battle royal. A good way to open the show. Um, the result of that match was a, actually a tie between Camaro Jackson and Justin Kyle. Uh, yep. Their feet hit the floor at the same time. Yep. Um, referees were kind of arguing over who was the winner. Yep. So uh, it was decided that later that night, they would, uh, Camaro and Justin would fight in the steel cage to determine the winner and the, the new champion. champion. Mm-hmm. So that was actually one of the main events that night. Mm-hmm. But we will get to that. The next match was Victor Analog defending the 0-1 USA Junior Heavyweight title against Gary J. And what a hard-hitting what match a this match. Is. These two went back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth, you know. That's what you expect of the Gary J match, is either the guy gets knocked out early, or they go back and forth. You know, Gary J and Victor Analog, they have a they have a story past a little bit. They do, and something I really liked about this match was, I mean, you said they go back, they went back and forth, but at the same time, it kind of seemed like a one-sided match because Gary was just... Gary, Gary had the advantage. Yeah, Gary was just delivering all kinds of punishment to yeah. Victor, but Victor just kept on getting up, and he was able to Exactly. Take it. That, that. That's why I say it was back and forth. Yeah, it was mostly one-sided in the term that Gary J was just beating the crap out of Victor, but Victor was getting up. Victor was holding his own. Like, yeah, he, he was mostly defense. And defense, well, defense wins championships sometimes. And his defense was just up. Yeah, I mean, he was on defense because he was defending the title. Yep. So, I mean, uh, Victor Analog gets the win with a with a roll-up out of nowhere. Yep. And, like I said, very good match. I like Victor's entrance gear a lot. I do like the, the TV. Uh, the TV, Jerry, shout out to Jerry. Uh, he was with us. That was good his old first, Jerry. That was his first zero one show, and he didn't really understand the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> so Victor Analog kind of has like a, a EDM, uh, EDM like gimmick, I like guess. Daft Punk kind of. Yeah, Daft Punk. I don't, I don't really consider Daft Punk EDM. But, Fair. I, mean, I don't know why I said EDM, but like, I, I like. He's got I a like very he, like. TV-ish, old-fashioned, static TV gimmick. I like that he comes out the Justice. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I, I'm a big Justice fan. Uh, had a had an electronic music phase back in the day. Fair. But, yeah. Uh, 
Love Victor Analog, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he picks up the win in this match. He's still your junior heavyweight champion. Uh, next match was for the IWA Uprising Championship. And for those of you who don't know what IWA Uprising is, it's kind of like Zero One's NXT, sort of. Yep. Um, they run Tuesday nights in Noble, Illinois. So um, if you're around the area, uh, make sure you go check out that show. Yep. It's a lot of, lot of up-and-coming guys. Uh, yeah. We talk a lot about supporting your up-and-coming guys on here. So, I mean, if you're in the area, just... Go check out the show. I think it's only like, I think it only costs, I don't know, I think it's like, well, it's no more than five bucks to get in, so it's like, get down on a Tuesday night and have some fun, support your local wrestlers. Yeah. But anyways, uh, it was Kyle Pfeiffer, the survivor guy. The survivor guy. So this guy, so we call this guy the survivor guy because uh, he actually comes out to the survivor the survivor opening song oh my god <laughs> which i would like i would never imagine anybody doing that in a million years uh and he wears this kilt to the ring and it's mm. like it's like the most random character Dude, i guess we had but... so much fun doing this uh, the survivor puns the we survivor jokes, the entire <laughs> match man yeah that was one of my favorite moments of the night uh but uh, not to take anything away from the guys in this match. Uh, it was Kyle defending against uh, the problem child, Aaron Roberts, and Tanner Keeler. Yeah, the, I I haven't seen anything of Kyle or Tanner. Uh, big fan of Aaron Roberts. Really Absolutely. big fan of Aaron. Uh, and we'll get more onto that in our next recap. Uh, Aaron showed up. You know, he was... It's a triple threat. You always got to watch your back. You've always... But Aaron kind of had control of this match a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, him and Tanner kind of worked together. He kind of worked Kyle. He was kind of the middleman. And, you know, it was just, it was a good showing for Aaron Roberts. I do like his new gear a lot. I do, too. I think it fits him mm-hmm. way better than the Zack Ryder tights. Yeah. I don't know. I never liked those Zack Ryder tights, even when Zack was wearing them. Like, they're, they're okay. They're different. They're, I like them. You uh, know? I don't, like, they just don't click with me, though. Fair. It's just... Some things just don't. I wonder matter. if Aaron Roberts is going to sue Jake Paul for stealing his name. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be a no, that might have to be a whole another podcast. <laughs> okay. uh, Tanner Keeler, I like him too. He's a he's kind of a comedy character, yeah. but you know when it's time to get in there and do business, he does business. Poor uh, Tanner was coming out to his music, everybody was vibing. Then the good old Driller Rob Leach, you know, uh, the Driller, the Driller. Uh, I don't think we can tell that story <laughs> no. <from> here. <laughs> if you know, if you, you know, know, you know. <laughs> shout out to Rob. Yeah, shout out to Rob. Uh, but overall, for me, this was just a fairly fast-paced match between three big hosses, and you love yeah. to see it. Good old hoss, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyle retains the title. Yep. Uh, he's, his work's starting to grow on me a little bit, too. Same. Well, that was your first time seeing him. Well, yeah, but, I've you know. Seen, I've seen him a I couple times. I think you've times. seen him before. I've seen him a couple times before. I like He, he was a really good showing, you know. I, oh. I thought he was going to be... Mostly the, I guess the heelish, you know, and let me not do the word. The and... old school heel. Yeah, but yeah. He, I, he was getting in there, man. Yeah, yeah. So good on Kyle. Uh, next match, another hard hitter. Uh, we got the big, we got the big heated rivalry between Conley and Blake Steele. Yeah. Another, another great match. 
this was I think this has a lot of story into it. I have this is my first zero one back since Warhorse versus uh Yeah, it's been a, it's been like a year and a half for you, I think. Yeah. So uh, Warhorse versus Christian Rose in the cage was my last time. Okay, so I don't really understand the whole story behind this either, but I, I do know that uh Conley used to be Dan Liplock. I think it's kind of like I don't want to say a Joker gimmick, but I think it's like he kind of he kind of in the sense his... of you're a normal person, then you something happens, and then you just go off crazy. And like, I mean, the fans played off that and got mm-hmm. in, got in his head, and it, yeah, it's easy to get in Conley's head. Mm-hmm. But and Blake still, I I really like him. It was my first time seeing him. Oh yeah, he's a he's a vet. I I really like this guy. He took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Every time a guy was in his head. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so Conley, what I, my perception of his character is like he used to be Dan Liplock and then he just, something caused him to snap. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was, but he's just a completely different, and I, I like this character I like way his... better than Dan Liplock, honestly. So uh, I'm starting to become a huge fan of Conley. Same. Uh, the finish of this match was. It was a superplex to the outside from the apron, and that, oh, that was a oh, that I was forgot a, about this. Oh, that made me cringe. That I was a that was a really brutal spot. Yeah, and, you know, was. I think that was a great way to end the match. It was a great I way mean, to end the match. I'm I never. Both of these I'm not. Okay. I'm not a fan of countout victories, but in that instance, with a move like that, oh. that is that's a very believable thing to keep I'm a guy just, down for I, a ten count. I'm just glad that both men are okay oh yeah absolutely because that could have ended very very badly it could have and I, you know what i think they pulled it off though. they did really kind really picks well. up the win yep. by kind of, um is this going to be the end of their feud or is there more to come i don't That's think so because of what happened after the match yeah i mean we'll have to wait and see yep. um next match was a triple threat tag team match for the tag team titles um the premiere who were the champions? Yep. Uh, but since Camaro Jackson is going to be in the other match, uh, they found a new member of the premiere. Via the Freebird role, they could. Yep. Uh, so we had Campbell Myers, who's already a member, and the new member, SK Bishop, taking on the team of Chris O'Brien and Devontae Knox, called DC Black. And then you had our boys, Anakin Murphy and Walker Hayes, self destruct. Self destruct. They were my, I wanted them to win this match. You know, they had really good showing early in the night and in this match, uh, the premiere. Oh, yeah. Very, very good heels in this match. Oh, absolutely. Worked yeah. worked the crowd, worked the match, used heel tactics even in a triple threat. Uh, DC Black, first time seeing them. I, I liked them. I think this match was a good mix of everything. It was. Like, you have... You have the technical rest. You have the technical side of wrestling with the premiere. You have the high flying style of DC Black. Yep. And then you have more of the strong style with Self Destruct. Yeah. And I feel like this was just a good mash of styles. Oh, it's a good match of styles and good thing this was in the middle. So this kind of like if the crowd was sort of dying, it was a good wake up. Oh yeah. That crowd at zero one, man, I'll give it to them. They're invested in every Absolutely. single match. Yeah. I mean, Zero One's probably one of my favorite crowds. Mm-hmm. Nothing against any other promotion, but I mean, the fans bring it. Yeah, 
they're very very passionate fans um they love their faces they hate their heels yes they do yeah and if you if you cheer the heels they will they will eat you alive they will or try to we we learned that we'll get on that later though it's kind of like tennessee but it's not see i i've told myself i'm not dipping my foot in the tennessee realm of wrestling so the thing about tennessee fans to kind of getting off track here um they don't they kind of have trouble understanding understanding the psychology of wrestling yeah and separating reality from what's part of the show whereas you know up here they still believe in kayfabe they believe in kayfabe but it's like it's like they'll talk like i remember the people in front of us uh jerry and some girl was getting having like a verbal altercation during the match to just kind of play along with it but during their mission like the girl turned around and was like hey is this your first show and he was like yeah and she was like oh you should come back sometime just kind of breaking kayfabe during the intermission because yeah. you know that's not try and keep the crowd intermission's intermission you know it is but yeah great crowd at zero one um back to the match uh i'm sad that self-destruct didn't win but I yeah mean, i think the premiere winning this match was a good choice because they're they're building up the premiere and I, I think they're also or i hope they're building up like self-destruct eventually winning the tag team titles because it seemed like they were the big fan favorite of the match see something i would like to see and i don't think we're gonna happen uh zero one is getting close to war games yeah with their next event is road to war games uh i i think it's gonna be the evil empire versus the low lives yeah that's the big that's the big match they're building up to for war games well in May. i mean you got two rings, you got a cage. Why not throw a third team in the premiere in there? I mean, you know, I you're built you're building them up and I know it's not really in the storyline of yeah. that, but throw a good wild card in it. Yeah, I mean I could see how they could involve the premiere in that, but I'll tell you that off the air Fair. for so I don't potentially spoil anything for anyone. Yeah. But uh great triple threat tag team match. Um Next match was uh, our boy the Cobra. Our boy the Cobra. The Cobra taking on Saving Gage. Uh, quite a one-sided match here. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't care much for Saving Gage. I don't know why. Uh, he he had a, he had an okay showing. I just I don't know if it's how his character matched up with the Cobra. I just eh, his character's mad to me. Well, see, it was still kind of new in the game, too. Fair. And, um, he was impressive back at the Junior Heavyweight Tournament, uh, mm-hmm. but I think this match was just kind of more of uh, making the Cobra look strong. Fair. Cobra so, be mean, strong. Cobra look strong. But, yeah, give Sam a chance, man. I think yeah. he'll, I think he'll grow one, yeah. Okay. He's still, he still obviously got a long way to go. Fair. But, I mean, like I said, one-sided match. Wish... Wish we could. I got to see more from Saban in the match. I think. I think if I would have saw a little bit more from him, I would have a different opinion. But we yeah. didn't see much from him. Yeah. Don't give up on him yet. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, he was in there with the Cobra. That Cobra. That Cobra. Easy win for the Cobra there. Easy. And he cuts a promo after the match, saying that. Uh, so it was him and Victor in the finals, and Victor won. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cobra's like, "You didn't beat me. You survived." So, Cobra uh, has really bad luck. At I know. The junior I know. It, it seems like I don't know. It seems like 
Cobra is like they build up Cobra, and then whenever he gets there, he just doesn't get because the belt. The, as the last one, uh, you know, Lander. Yeah, wins. Lander. He cashed in on Lander, and Lander beat him. Yeah. Speaking of Lander, he will be returning at Road to War Games finally. Yeah. I'm glad he's back from his. Man, that was a really bad knee injury he suffered. Oh yeah. He and had then, a, he had like two injuries. And then while healing, he I think he retorted an ACL. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um Cobra calls out Victor, so it looks like they're gonna be continuing a little feud between them, which I yep. think that'd be good. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Uh last match before intermission, we have the evil empire of Oz Crowley and Hades nineteen taking on them dirty low lives. Jordan Perry and Joey O'Reilly. I wanna say something. Hades 19. This guy won me over. Oh, me too. For one, his gear is very Mortal Kombat style. I love Mortal Kombat. Two, he's really, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Him and Otis. You know, we love Otis. Uh, He's from from our home promotion. That's where we first met Otis. But, uh, man, they work together really well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought... I don't know why, but I thought Hades was a lot... I thought he was, like, a big dude. I thought he was going to be bigger, too. Yeah, but, I mean... He's... I don't want to say a cruiserweight, but... I'd say he's, like, a light like a light heavyweight, maybe on the edge. Yeah. Heavyweight, but... Well, yeah, I mean, like you said... Hard-hitting. Uh, hard-hitting, got a good... Got a good character, it looks like. Good, awesome ring gear. Mm-hmm. And he's with the Evil Empire, so he's on the right side. Exactly. Um... Otis Crowley, you know, always expect something good when we were sitting down watching an Otis Crowley match. Uh, Otis Crowley's been in it for 10 plus years. He knows ring awareness. He's just smart. His gimmick is amazing. Mm-hmm. Him and his brother are both. Uh, I love Otis's gear. He's put a lot of time and a lot of money into his gear to perfect that character. He's really invested in himself a lot this he past year. Uh, if you've seen his new mask, have you seen the new black? I did. Oh, yeah. It's I really like that. It gives me a lot of Slipknot vibes. I can uh, see that. That new mask he has, you know. And then on the other side, the dirty low lives he had Joey O'Reilly, who we also know from Cape, and Jordan Perry. You know, I don't know why Joey hangs out with Jordan. I don't know, but they, I, I don't know. They they work together. They do, and they've been, they've, been, they've been a tag team for years. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not taking that away from them. It's just they're, I don't know. They're just against the evil empire. They are. And I'm I'm for the evil empire. So it's, it, like, it's really hard to give credit to some people when they're on the wrong side of the issue. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It is. I mean, Joey at Cape's cool. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. The good old Lucky Charms. Oh yeah, the Lucky Charms. We do like the. We do pop for the Lucky Charms until you're. On until the, you hit someone from the Evil Empire with, with Lucky them. Charms or Lucky Charms are in your shoes for an entire month. Or giving them ideas, Noah. <laughs> we should. We should zipper, pie holes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't. Okay, I do remember the end of this match. Uh, Evil I Empire do. wins by disqualification. DQ via the golden chair. I don't know what's up with that. So Jordan Perry calls himself the chairman. Okay. Yeah, original, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not ripping off somebody with a very bad autograph. Well, Sean. actually, no, no, he did. He was doing that before Sean Spears. Uh, fair. But, I mean, chairman. Yeah. Come on, dude. 
come on. So during the intermission, um, this, they put the steel cage up for the final two matches. Yep. And this, <laughs> another if you, well, this is the if you know, you know story. But uh, Rob Leach officially gets his title of the Driller. The Driller. The Driller. Yeah. And that's pretty much all. <laughs> that's pretty much all intermission was. We were. We were down there shooting the shit with Anakin and Jax. Uh, cool people to talk to. Yeah. And, of course, Rob Leach. Good old driller. So, we got our two main events here. First one is the fallout from the Battle Royal earlier. We got... Yes. Justin Kyle taking on Commando Jackson. Uh, I like Commando Jackson's gear a lot. I do, too. I like the... I like his entrance also. His entrance, I'm, I'm yeah. A, I'm a big Drake fan. Oh, I love, same. I, I love, love my... Drake. Shout out to my boy Drake if you're listening, hopefully. I doubt uh, it, but... Something cool about Drake that I've seen, uh, he has these like half a million dollar Jordans. Uh-huh. And in them is holy water from the Jordan River. Oh, that's not surprising. I mean, it's it's Drake, dude. It is Drake. It's Drake. I know. Uh, and then you had Justin Kyle. You know, Justin Kyle is just hard-hitting... I don't really call it Justin Kyle a face. I feel like Justin Kyle is just whatever Justin Kyle needs wants to be, to be and needs yeah. to be. He's a Deadpool and an aspect. He's an anti-hero. He's yeah, yeah. I like it. Mercenary. I like anti-hero mercenary characters yeah. a lot. Uh, plain and simple, this was two gladiators going to war in a steel cage for the top prize of Zero One. Yeah, and you know, Justin played off of a cage. Oh, Man. definitely. When he threw Commando into the cage, ugh. Ugh. I like those spots, but like like the first, the last year one show I was at when uh, Warhorse jumped off the cage, mm-hmm. I thought Christian Rose broke his leg. Oh, yeah. I that, mean, ugh, that looked so, it, it looked good, but man, that was, those cage spots they pull off at zero one, man. Yeah, but with these two guys, you're not really going to get you're not going to get those fancy jumps. No, you're going to get hard hitting stuff hard hitting. in the cage. You're going to get Brandon versus Hollis at the first cage chaos. Yeah, uh, I'm really really surprised they didn't put the belt on Justin, but I'm at, surprised too. At the same time, because uh, I, Camaro I'll, took a lot of punishment during this match. As I say, I, well, I'm not surprised actually. Here's my thing: is that they had the premiere win the uh, retained the tag team titles. They've been building up the premiere. You put the top title on the top premiere guy, they they hold almost every belt. This is true. I mean, the only belts they don't hold is the, the women's title. And the junior heavyweight. Oh, yeah, the junior heavyweight. And I was going to say the IWA. Yeah, so that, I mean, there's, so there's what, one, there's like five titles. Yeah. And they hold the two. They hold the two. Two out of the three biggest ones. Pretty much, yeah. And that that's dominant now. Oh yeah, I mean the premiere's gonna be a dominant force. They, can, I, I think, I think they'll run zero one better than the low life say they run it. Yeah, I mean that's a bold claim there. Thing I would like to see is premiere and the Evil Empire maybe working Ooh. together. You know, the premiere kind of doesn't care for the low lifes anyways. Yeah, this is true. Why I mean, not? Why not come together and take down something that you both hate? I mean, the Evil Empire is out to recruit. It is. So I mean, we might we might see the premiere on the Evil Empire side mm-hmm. in the war games. You never know. Uh, that wasn't my idea, by the way. Fair. But uh, yeah, Camaro Jackson. I'm I'm really glad they're taking a the chance on this dude. Sam. Super talented dude. Very talented. Very talented. Um, 
He, my first time seeing him was when he was still with Kenny and Alpha Omega. Man, I loved them together. Kenny Alfonso, not Kenny Omega, for those that aren't familiar with Zero One. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Saying I like about Camaro Jackson a lot. He's very good. He is. He's underrated in an aspect because he can work in tag team, he can work in singles, and he can hold. He could he he could put that belt to the prestige that it's been held by like Warhorse and other people. I think so too. Camaro. The thing I like about Camaro is he can wrestle any style. That's the trick. Like I, like I saw right before we start, or right before I started Four Sides, I went up to a Dynamo Pro show and I saw a match between him and Mike Seidel. Oh, it was real. Like he wrestled a. Re- I wasn't sure how their styles were would mash, but he wrestled a really good technical match with Mike. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that night was when he kind of really won me over as a singles wrestler. He was a really good singles wrestler. I enjoyed oh, him yeah. a lot. Oh yeah, him and Kenny, Kenny too. Kenny too. Yeah, I hope to see Kenny back sometime. Same. So our main event that night was. Our queen, Rain Victoria, the queen, defending the Zero One USA Women's Championship against Sky Blue. So how this match starts? Um, well, Sky makes her entrance, and then Rain makes her entrance with her evil henchmen, Otis and Hades, mm-hmm. and she sends them in to basically take out Sky before the match because, you know, less work for our queen. Exactly. Not that she couldn't do it by herself. She could, she could have done it by herself very, very easily. Yeah, definitely. But you you have this advantage. Why not take it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's better to work smart than work hard, you know? Exactly. Um, but those low lives come those out. Those low life scums. Yep, and Otis and Hades have to take care of them. Yep. So this is about time for Rain to get back in the cage, but uh, the low lives end up grabbing and I'm sorry I still don't remember this guy's last name, but the manager Kyle. They they grab him, drag him up to the bleachers, and they put a steel tear on his leg and stomp it like ah. like like the like the Evil Empire did to Marvin back in December, except it was funny when they did it to him. It was. This was, this was just uncalled for. Ah, uh, you know, that's my thing with the low lives is that Kyle was not engaging in them. Kyle, he was, Kyle there, was good. He was there to observe the queen and watch her successfully defend her title like she was supposed to. Kyle is a businessman. He doesn't, He's a businessman. I mean, he, he does get, not get involved. He, he gets involved very little when, 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 it, when it matters. When it matters, and... But Marvin, Marvin's just a little rascal. He, he gets involved like all the time. Yeah. Him and whoever that other goofball is. I don't know his name. But. Yeah. And you know, and sadly, when Kyle was to the bleachers, it distracted the queen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she cares about Kyle. I mean, that, that would this if I were in Rain's shoes, that would have distracted me too. Yeah. Um. This allows uh, Sky Blue to steal. Steal the zero one USA Women's Championship from our queen, but we have faith that our queen will get that belt back. Oh, from, easy, you know, from her. Yeah, and then, yeah, there is a lot more to this story. There is a lot more. The lights go out. We hear the voice of a familiar face. Oh, 
Well, technically, he's a heel. But. Well, yeah. Well, a familiar face <laughs> in the sense that we know him, but a familiar yeah. heel. And he's been making his voice heard these past few months. Um, but this was the official return of Shank Barzini. Oh, I love Shank, man. Yeah, he retired a while back. Yeah. But he is back. He is with the so, evil empire. Something just always brings you back. Yeah. And, and, you and know, this time, it's... Rain, it's Rain the... Victoria, very smart. Mm-hmm. Offered him probably a very, very good deal to come back. Oh, to come I, work I imagine. With the evil empire. I imagine so. And it put fear in Joey O'Reilly. It did. I don't it's know like, about it's, Jordan it's, much. It's, it's like they saw a ghost. Yeah. You know, they think they got rid of him. Yep. But, you know... You can't get rid of Shank. No. And something that I'm excited for is when War Games happens. Yeah. I mean... Being, I, I, I don't want to be locked in a cage of Shank. No. Who, who would? No. Him, Hayes, and Otis. That, that's, that's an excellent mix. A oh, very, absolutely. And, you know, the low lifes, they can bring, they can bring whoever they want. Mm-hmm. But when they're locked in, they don't have the shenanigans of their goofball, like Melvin and all of them. Marvin. Marvin. Thank you. You know what? No, no. I like that better. Let's call him Melvin. <laughs> kind of like Matt Taven. No Melvins. No Melvins. Uh, War Games is a very physical and mental match. It is. As as we've seen in NXT, you know. Mm-hmm. The Undisputed Era. Or, and, w, uh, or w, the old or, days of WCW. CW. Four Horsemen and the NWO. I feel like I feel like the Evil Empire is going to work in the way of, of the Undisputed Era in the first War Games when they were very very heel. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna work as a unit. They're not gonna be like oh let's separate each other. The Evil Empire is very smart. They're gonna work as a unit, mm-hmm. and they're gonna take what's theirs. Right. That's because the Evil Empire. They're united as one. They're after the same goal. Yes. Whereas the Low Lives. They don't know what they're. Well, doing. they're well, they're just low lives. Yeah, they they can't make up their mind on what they want. Right. You know, they were going after Otis and Hades, and then, you know, when the Queen is defending her gold, and somebody that's not even in the low lives is Sky Blue, they come out and assist her when they had no business in being there. Right. It's like. I don't know. I could talk about it all day, but you know, yeah. besides our queen getting robbed, it was a good show. It was. It was. I I really enjoyed the gym. Um, a lot more space than the. Oh, than the. Love that venue. Oh yeah, great venue. I'm glad they're going to be using that for the next event that's going to be on February 27th at 103 Oak Street in Noble, Illinois. It is the Road to War Games. You can get your limited. They have limited tickets available still at 01USA.com keyword tickets. Let's let's go over the card and kind of get our thoughts on this. Okay. Um, so everything that's been announced so far, there's probably some stuff that hasn't been announced yeah. yet. Um, we got Tanner Keeler. I said that right. I totally I totally nailed that. Totally. You, you, you know I totally nailed that. Nailed. Yeah. Tanner Keeler taking on Conley. It's gonna be good. Oh yeah. You know you got the classic baby face or steel. Oh yeah. Uh, they're really good workers. Uh, I'll take Conley. Yeah, me too. I mean, Tanner's a good dude. Uh, Conley. Conley's just gonna have the edge. Conley is, yeah. It just doesn't. 
it just doesn't really make any sense for Conley to lose this match. Exactly. Uh, we got Blake Steele versus Saban Gage versus Jimmy Carrot. Winner of this match is going to be number one contender. I nailed that word. You know I nailed it. You nailed it again. I nailed it. Number one contender for the junior heavyweight title. I got the veteran Blake Steele. You got the veteran Blake Steele. Because, you know, uh, I think say, they're going to work good in the silver. I don't, I've not seen the other guy. Jimmy Carrot. I've never he's, seen Jimmy. He's pretty good. But veteran awareness. Uh-huh. You know, Blake Steele's going to have that mind. He's been in multiple triple threats in his career. I think he's just he has upper advantage over these new yeah. guys. You know, I'm actually gonna go. I'm actually gonna make a very interesting pick and go with Saban Gage because, um, and the reason I say this is because um, in the tournament, mm-hmm. uh, Victor beat Saban in the second round. It wasn't a very long match, uh, but they shook hands afterwards. Um, the fatal four way back in December, Victor got the pin on Saban and they shook hands so I feel like they're gonna build something between them so I'm gonna go with Saban okay fair next match for that junior heavyweight title we got Victor Analog taking on the Cobra we talked about this earlier we did they build the Cobra but in the key moments they crush him yeah and I hate to say it but as you just referred to with the Saban and Victor I think it's another. They build them up, and it gets nothing out of it. I gotta take Victor. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of both of these dudes. Um, I wish they'd give Cobra the title, but I mean, I'll, I'll say this: the, with what I just said, with the Saban and Victor, I think it makes more sense for Victor to win this. I say this: if Blake Steele wins that match before Cobra will win, if yeah. Saban wins the match, Victor will win. But then again, I hate that. I would hate for them to take the title off of Victor so, so soon yeah. because he just won that like back in November. Yep. So I feel like they need to give him a little longer with the belt. Um, yeah. And like you referred to earlier, uh, Jake Lander's oh, gonna be Jake Lander finally making his return. Finally making his return. Lander's one of my favorites on the Indians, and, and it always will be just for the way that he wrestles and the interactions that we've had mm-hmm. outside of it. Uh, very awesome guy yeah I, I love him both when he's face when he's heel I, you'll never see me root against Lander yeah unless he's with the low lives unless he's with the low lives but Lander wouldn't do that because he's no. too smart for that exactly did we ever get Lander versus Wars oh yeah we've had that several times I think so yeah that liar uh, it was a liar match it was, a, it was a liar match yeah uh, Warhorse double stomp Lander yeah on the liar outside go watch that on IWTV I, I, I've seen the clip of him double stomping him through the we got a big, big tag team match here. Not triple threat big, but just name power big. Yeah. We've got the premier Campbell Myers and SK Bishop taking on the debuting, making their zero oh. one USA debut. Davy Vega, Matt Fitchett, the besties in the world, probably the best tag team going on right now that's not signed. Excuse me, I was gonna say, how the fuck are these guys not signed? Is it just that they don't want to be signed? Because he's got Fitchett and Vega. They're so talented. They work amazing. You know, they they fought Star Power and the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen the second one of them. I saw both of them. You did. I've seen the first one on YouTube. Those are good matches. You guys haven't mm-hmm. seen them go on YouTube. The first one's on there, and I don't know where you can find the second one. IWTV. 
Um, on Fight TV, you can watch CCW Super Show 3, and you can see the besties in the world versus Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Man, being front row for that match was amazing. If you go back and listen to the podcast I did with Jerry Looney, um, mm. he talks about calling that match. Like he, he said that was the easiest match, but also the most fun match of his career because he got to just sit there and pretty much watch it. Because these, the, these two teams, they're veterans. Oh, know? yeah. Uh, thing, uh thing I loved about the SCU versus the Besties is that the crowd. Oh, yeah. You know, me and you were very Bestie-sided, and there was a whole side of that arena that was just SCU. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, though I would even go as far to say that was probably match of the night. I think it was. Yeah, and I think a lot of people voted for Jackson and Marco in the the ladder match as match of the year, but my match of the year was that match. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, back to zero one. Who you got in the match between the premier and the besties? Is this for the belts? It is for the belts. This is a hard one to call. You know, we we've just been talking about them building up. I think they're going to do a storyline with the besties in the premiere. And I think the premiere will take this one, and and it's not going to be clean. No. You're not going to... You don't... If you're a heel, you need to take your advantage here. Because you're not going to beat Davey Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett clean. Right. I mean, especially a newer team like the premiere. You're not... Exactly. And you know, many people listening to this will think, well, the besties are... Oh well, the besties have a few years, but they they wrestle amazingly. If you've never seen the besties, do some research. Mm-hmm. The premier wins, not clean. I'm gonna agree with that one. Uh, besties, I think they're signed to a few dates with zero one, so mm-hmm. I think I think building a story between them is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, another premier match, no pun intended. Uh, Camaro Jackson defending that zero one USA heavyweight title against Mike Outlaw. Love Mike Outlaw. This has match of the night written all over it. Maybe match of the year. Maybe. Uh, this is gonna be a very good match. It's gonna be very. I'm not gonna say as hard hitting as him versus Justin Kyle in the cage, because Mike Outlaw is very Mike Outlaw is very. I call him a style bender. Oh, yeah. And much in the aspects of wrestling, he's just like he's like Camaro. He can wrestle any style. Exactly. We might get a we might get a good mix of different styles in this match. So, and Mike, kind of a little bit of high flyer too. Oh yeah. Uh, so you know you're gonna get all that mix. Uh, I got Camaro. I don't think they're gonna take that off him instantly. Yeah, I it, mean Mike Outlaw's got quite a winning streak going on in Zero One, but I mean they just put the belt on Camaro and. It's going to be a really good match, but I'm going to go with Camaro for the win for this one as well. Uh, we got a special announcement that's going to be made from the Evil Empire. So we'll have to wait and see what that is. Yeah. Hope. You know. <laughs> is Sky defending the title that night? She's not. She's actually in our main event. The Low Lives and that damn thief, Sky Blue. Taking on the hired guns, controversial ink. And if you listen to our episode with Rain Victoria, yep. you would have got an early hint that controversial ink were coming in exactly. to do some work for the Evil Empire. Yeah, you know, controversial ink, and I think they're gonna take the win. Uh, I'm not just gonna say that since I'm sided with the Evil Empire. 
I'm gonna say that because they're hard hitting. They're they're good. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know with Jordan getting all chair happy like he does. I think it might be another DQ win. For it could him. be, but you know what? I think I think the low lives, the dirty low lives that they are, they're gonna come in cocky. You know, they just beat Rain Victoria. You know, they stole the belt. They're gonna come in cocky as always. Mm-hmm. They'll get ahead of themselves. Either Jordan will get chair happy, or they'll get ahead of themselves, not know where they're at, and get beat. Yeah. This is why, you know, Rain Victoria is so smart in yeah. who she brings in and why. Mm-hmm. She she knows if people are gonna turn on her. Mm-hmm. Just like the low lives. Yeah. The low lives had the queen at one point. And they didn't treat the queen right. So what did she do? She left. Mm-hmm. And she's going to destroy them. Piece by piece. And you know, she doesn't have the belt right now. But. Soon, the queen will take back what's hers. She will. I'm also scheduled. Uh, I agree with your pick, by the way. Um, I expected that. Yeah. Lot. Also scheduled, uh, we got the problem child, Aaron Roberts. We got Oliver Kane. We got self-destruct, DC Black, and of course the big driller himself. The Rob driller, Rob Leach. Drill, Rob, drill. <laughs> we, we need shirts for that. We do, we do. Um, loving the overall, though. I'm loving the work that Zero One is yeah. doing right now. They're really, really building up to this war games match no. between. Uh, between the low lives and the evil empire and we've seen I'll touch on that we've seen what Otis Crowley can do in a cage oh yeah uh, and we don't know what we're talking about well, I'm referring to when he fought Jackson Crowley yeah in his cage. first night back he, won, night he back. won the top prize and you know Otis I, there's only a few instances that I've seen Jackson Crowley manhandled that was one night mm-hmm you know, Jackson Crowley was... Jackson Crowley is always on his A-game. It was not his night when... I mean, anybody would be surprised if... Your brother, your tag team partner you ran with in this company... You know, leaves. Don't think he'd come back. And then, boom! Shannon Young brings him back. Otis Crowley is so good in a cage. And give him more movement in a cage? If I'm Jordan... If I'm Joey, from whoever else they're bringing, you're scared. You know they'll they'll put on their low life act of they're they're big, they're macho, and they're they're not scared. But in the back of their mind, you're thinking these guys have probably more experience than we do in cages, and we're gonna be locked in this cage with them. That's why I have Evil Empire. Heavily favored in this match. You have Hades. I've never seen Hades wrestle in a cage. Shank. Shank's just. He doesn't need a cage. No. Shank is just so good. Otis. And you know. All three mixed together, it's it's an easy win. Oh, yeah. Those are some very good points you make, mm-hmm. though, about the experience and. But yeah, um, for those that don't know, uh, War Games is going to be on May 1st, and I I want to think tickets might be on sale for that. I can't say 100% sure, but uh, just be on the lookout for that. And Something. Yeah. Again, get your tickets at uh, 01USA.com, keyword tickets, yes. and um, yeah, join us for the, the Road to War Games. Something and, I'd like to see. 
and if I don't know if it's going to be a 3v3 war games or 4v4 war games Jackson Crowley you know Jackson Crowley and his brother work amazingly together you oh, know yeah. they've, they've feuded but that, that always happens in family yeah Rain Victoria is very smart and she brings in who she believes and knows who's going to work amazing for the Evil Empire Jackson Crowley fits right in with his brother yeah. And Jackson Crowley is amazing in a cage. I mean, if Rain wants to try to bring in Jackson Crowley, I mean, hey, that I'd support it. Me too. I'd support it a lot. You know, I've had a few people message me asking me about all of these wrestling shows I go to and where I can find them at. And my answer is I find them on various social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter, and I'm in various Facebook groups, but... Um, I'd like to share with you a few wrestling shows that are coming up that are in this area and where you can get tickets at. So, um, this Thursday, February 25th, is going to be Anna Fight Underground. You can get tickets for that at fightundergroundanna.square.site. It's going to be taking place at Quick Skating Rink in Anna, Illinois. Uh, come out and see uh, ECW Original Super Crazy, Deathmatch Legend, Necro Butcher, um, Independent Wrestling wrestler of the year hope that made sense <laughs> iwtv wrestler of the year john wayne murdoch and so many more um of course we just recapped zero one usa you can get your tickets for that show at zero one usa.com as well as their show on march 27th which as of today it was announced that that is going to be the return of the warhorse to zero one USA, so make sure you head over to zero one USA.com keyword tickets to get those. And of course, we've got CCW's return to Charleston, it's Chaos in Charleston 3. Get those tickets at capewrestling.com. It's going to be on March 20th. We'll be talking about that show here in a little bit. Um, another promotion that I'd like to plug here is WrestleMax St. Louis because. They had a fantastic show this past Saturday. Uh, it was the first wrestling show to take place in actual St. Louis since COVID began and the world shut down. So, um, absolutely awesome show. You'll be hearing more about that in our next recap episode. But um, if you'd like to check out WrestleMax St. Louis, their next show is going to be on April the 3rd. Make sure you look up WrestleMax St. Louis on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get ticket information about that show. Um, tickets should be on sale now. And, of course, these tickets aren't on sale yet, but May the 1st, you've got the Zero One USA War Games. So, be sure to look out for when the tickets are going to go on sale for that, because that's going to be a wild show. So, before we start the CCW portion of this recap episode, I'd like to state the obvious and say that this is a different day of recording. Um, it's just going to be me. Noah wasn't able to be here today, but, you know, life happens. We actually was recording the Zero One recap right before we headed up to St. Louis for WrestleMax. So, um, it's just going to be me today for CCW. And it's been a while since CCW has been running, but um, it's looking like they're going to be coming back in March. But I figured, since we haven't done this yet, let's go ahead and look back at the last show that they did run back in September of 2020. It was... CCW's best of the best and though it was an unexpected end of the year for CCW it was a it was a pretty good show to end the year um, let's just kind of go down the match card here um, we had a proving grounds match to open the show we had uh, Zay Washington 
Walker Hayes, Leo D and Aaron Clay of Casey's Finest. We had Dalton Anthony and we had two of Mike Outlaw's trainings. We had Chris Hendricks and ATM who were very, very impressive. Everybody in this match was really impressive. Um, it was a fast paced opener. We saw we saw Casey's Finest working together. We saw uh, Hendricks and ATM working together. Um, Dalton, Walker, Zay were kind of on their own because, you know, you didn't have Slammer in the match. You didn't have Cash Borden in the match for Walker. And then Zay was kind of on his own at the time. So um, Zay Washington picks up the win this match. Um, absolutely impressive guy is Zay Washington. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a great opener. Um, I forgot to mention that I was actually on the commentary team for this show. So that was an absolute honor to finally be able to do commentary for CCW. And I'm looking forward to doing that when CCW makes its return. The second match of the night was Justin the Juice Smart and Dangerous Donnie Six, Dangerous and Delicious, defending the CCW Tag Team titles against Trent Daniels and J.J. Walker, known as the Trendsetters. Um, not a lot really to say about this match. I mean, it was just kind of a traditional tag team match between uh, Babyface Team and Heel Team with uh, Dangerous and Delicious retaining the titles. Um, you know, even though I don't particularly care for Trendy Trent Daniels, uh, good effort by the Trendsetters. Um... They'll begin another opportunity at the titles at the next show, but uh, we will get to that shortly. So the next match we had was a singles match between The Infinite and Chris Slammer. And this was actually quite an upset victory. Um, don't take my word on this 100%, but I want to say this is Slammer's first singles victory in CCW. You'll have to apologize if you hear dogs barking. Um... You know, neighbors. <laughs> uh, this was a quick one. Uh, Slammer rolls up the infinite pretty quick for a surprise win. I think the infinite got a little overconfident in this match. Uh, after the match, uh, Hendrix and ATM from the from the Proving Grounds match, uh, they come out and attack Slammer, but Dalton Anthony and Zay Washington come out to make the save, and we have an impromptu six-man tag team match. Uh, we got... The Mega Brothers of Dalton and Chris teaming with Zay Washington to take on Hendrix, ATM, and The Infinite. And like we've said in past episodes, you know, The Infinite's just not a team player. He's better on his own. Uh, and we saw this in that match. Uh, Infinite ends up walking out on Hendrix and ATM. And Zay Washington picks up the pinfall victory and... That gives Zay and Mega Brothers the win. Um, I don't know. Like, Hendrix and ATM coming out to attack Slammer after Slammer lost to Infinite. And then for Infinite to kind of walk out on Hendrix and ATM. I don't know. That wasn't really... I wasn't really too thrilled to see that. But, you know, I get it at the same time. Infinite is... He's just his own guy. He's, he's a lone wolf of sorts. And it's been a little while since this show has happened, so if I get anything out of place, I apologize, but I believe our intermission was after this match. And uh, being that I was on commentary, uh, I don't really have a lot of intermission stories from this show. I think I think I just spent intermission kind of 
trying to rest my voice a little bit. Uh, I think my dad came over and talked to me because he was at the show. Uh, I think we took a selfie with me and the other commentator. Uh, it's been a it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while, certainly. But uh, back to the back to the card itself. Uh, back from intermission, we had Hollis Jarrell defending. The Pure Open Weight Championship against the problem child Aaron Roberts, who we had previously spoken to on four sides. I think we spoke to him about a few hours before the show. Um, at the beginning of this match, uh, since Jeff Boldell was in the corner of Hollis, uh, Aaron Roberts basically said that he's got somebody in his corner too. And this was the triumphant return of Mr. 100 Shannon Young, making his return to what I thought was one of the biggest pops in CCW history, or maybe not CCW history, but maybe one of the biggest pops we've had since CCW came back from COVID. So, I mean, that was a, that was a great moment to see and get to call on the commentary booth. Um, however, uh, since Jeff Odell is still the general manager of CCW, um, he put his quote-unquote foot down and he said that Shannon is not allowed to be in the corner of Aaron Roberts so Shannon is sent to the back um, about the match itself I gotta say like I had some questions about how Aaron was gonna do in this match and I, I but I was completely blown away by his performance um, I have never and I'm sure Noah can say this too um, I've never seen anybody in CCW take Hollis Jarreau to the limit like Aaron Roberts did that night. Um, the only other instance that comes to mind is Brandon Barbwire at the first Caged Chaos, but besides that, uh, I've never seen anybody deliver as much punishment to Hollis like Aaron did that night. That was a, I mean, he didn't pick up the win, but that was an absolute star-making performance in my opinion. If Aaron Roberts keeps on putting on performances like that, then like he said on our podcast, I think he very well may be the youngest CCW champion in history. Um, I could see him getting signed here in maybe the next five to seven years if he keeps on putting in work like he has been. So, um, absolutely great match. Um, after the match, after Hollis retains the title barely, um, Aaron's offered a spot in the pinnacle. But Aaron Roberts declines and is instead taken out by the pinnacle's newest acquisition, Ken Dang. Which I don't really know a lot about this Ken Dang guy. Like, I've seen him backstage before, but... Uh, I've heard he's like a Samoa Joe type character, so um, I'm going to be very, very interested to see what he can do. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the pinnacle does with him. Um, Mr. 100 eventually makes the save with a steel chair, and he helps Aaron to the back. So, I mean, looks like there's a potential partnership between Mr. 100 and the problem child Aaron Roberts. Uh, maybe... Aaron Roberts is part of House 100, if House 100 is still a thing, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait on that one. Um, the next match 
was the highly anticipated last man standing match between Otis Crowley and Cash Borden. This was a year long feud and it looked like this may have been the end of it. Um, I just wish we would have ended this on a better note. Um, I like Cash Borden, don't get me wrong, but uh, I really don't think he needed to bring out Walker Hayes to get that win. I mean, he could have done it. But he could have done it himself. Uh, I think Cash was capable of getting the win by himself. I mean, once again, I don't hold it against Cash for utilizing Walker because I mean, utilizing Walker to get the guaranteed victory—it's a smart thing to do. You know, I was just—I'm just kind of disappointed that this year-long feud that has been such an amazing feud between Cash and Otis just ended the way it did i mean it might not be over yet but uh it was, that's just another thing we'll have to wait and see about uh another story coming out of this match uh jackson crowley was apparently locked inside of a room prior to the match and he wasn't able to save his brother who was being attacked by cash and walker hayes during the entire match uh, this was very very one-sided with Cash getting the win, by the way. Jackson was able to come out after the match and save his brother, but it looked like the damage was already done. Uh, and it looked like, it didn't look like Otis was too happy to see Jackson at the end of the match either. So uh, my question, is there tension between the Crowleys and CCW once again? Um, is this the end of cash and otis's feud i mean cash borden's still in possession of the ccw title but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit our main event that night was jackson crowley defending the ccw heavyweight title against brandon barbed wire and this match what a match this was i mean this i talked to i talked to brandon and jackson after the match and I was like, this, this was the old CCW that I remember. Like, just matches like this. It was hard-hitting, two guys that have bad blood between each other. I could, do, I could go on about it all day. If you were, it's one of those matches where you had to be there to witness it. And you have to know the history of CCW to appreciate it to its fullest extent. Um, so the match originally ended in a double countout, but the match was ordered by CCW higher-ups, not Jeff Odell, it was the CCW higher-ups that apparently ordered this match to be restarted. And it was restarted, and Brandon Barbwire was thrown in the ring by Jackson, and then Jackson just simply pinned him 1-2-3, like I said, a very hard-hitting match, and you know, sometimes hard-hitting matches have consequences. Brandon Barbwire uh, suffering a concussion that night. Um, I'm assuming he's doing much, much better now due to the fact that it's been several months since we've had a CCW show. Um, it feels like, you know, I think it actually has been half a year since we've had one because... Uh, September, October, November, December. Yeah, it's about it's been about six months. So I mean, I think Brandon's good and ready to go. But overall, uh, I didn't 
I didn't expect Best of the Best to be the last show of 2020, but I mean, if that was the last show, I mean, it was a good show to go out with. Um, however, I think a good show to start the new year with and to bring CCW back is going to be CCW's Chaos in Charleston 3 on Saturday, March the 20th at Charleston High School in Charleston, Missouri. Um, tickets for that event are on sale right now at capewrestling.com. Um, it's going to be an absolutely wild show. Um, masks are still going to be required for the show, so if you do show up, make sure you have a mask with you. Uh, we got a, we got a pretty stacked card here. Um, we got for the CCW Women's Championship. We've got Mel from AEW, the defending champion, taking on Lil Bit. So in my opinion, this has been a match that has kind of, well, maybe not exactly building up, but I think this was a match that was inevitable because. Um, at Super Show back in July, you saw uh, the triple threat match between uh, Trent, Lil Bit, and Mel. Uh, Mel picking up that win, and then you got Mel and Lil Bit teaming up against uh, the Trendsetters. So now it's like the only thing that can happen is uh, Mel can defend the title against little bit now that uh trent is out of the picture and you know there's not really a whole lot of women to defend the title against that ccw so um this will be an interesting match for sure um i'm gonna pick uh melanie cruz to retain the title over a little bit because uh, i just it's just one of those things man i just think it's too early to take the belt off of melanie cruz i feel like i feel like they should keep the title on her until super show and I feel like whoever's going to beat Melanie Cruz is going to be the next big face of women's wrestling in CCW. So uh, we'll just have to see what happens with that one. We also have Leo D and Aaron Clay of Casey's Finest taking on the team of the realist Calvin Aldridge and Derek By God Greater Than Great King. And I just realized, um, again, it's been six months since we've had a CCW show, but I just now realized that I forgot to say that Calvin Aldridge was also in that Proving Grounds match to open up Best of the Best, so I do apologize for missing that. This is one of those matches where I think the young guys are going to shine, especially uh, Casey's Finest and Calvin. Uh, Derek's going to be there to kind of, you know, mentor the guys through the match, and I think that's great of him to offer his time for that um, as far as who I've got winning this match uh, I don't know I feel like I don't know I feel like Casey's finest since they've been together longer and there's still I think there's going to be some tension between Calvin and Derek and I feel like that might lead into a feud with them so um, I think Casey's finest is going to pick up the win here uh, another match I'm looking forward to with some younger guys we've got Dalton Anthony Taking on the Infinite, and of course the Infinite not so lucky at the last show against Chris Slammer. Uh, now he's going to get an opportunity to face Slammer's tag team partner Dalton Anthony in a singles match. Uh, I feel like like I said, I feel like the Infinite got a little overconfident against Slammer, but I don't think he's going to make that same mistake again. I think I think Dalton's a spectacular athlete. He's 
uh, he's a great wrestler, but uh, I feel like the Infinite's going to go into this with some motivation to get back on track, and he's not going to let that cockiness get to him again, so uh, I'm going to pick the Infinite. And hopefully this doesn't lead into another impromptu six-man tag, because if it does, you know the Infinite won't be winning that match. Speaking of tag team matches, like I said before, uh, Dangerous and Delicious are once again going to be defending the CCW tag team titles against the trendsetters, Trent Daniels and J.J. Walker. Um, I don't think this match is going to go any different. I think Dangerous and Delicious are going to keep the titles. They've been an absolutely dominant force in the tag team division at CCW, and I think it's going to continue. We've got another tag team match as well. We've got the problem child Aaron Roberts teaming up with Joey O'Reilly. They're going to be accompanied to the ring by Mr. 100 Shannon Young. And they're going to be taking on the team of Ken Dang and Walker Hayes accompanied by Jeff O'Dell. And this is one of the more interesting matches on the card in my opinion. Because um, you've got Aaron Roberts who's clearly allied with Shannon Young. Uh, you've got... Joey O'Reilly, who's kind of out there by himself still. I mean, he was in a team with Brandon Barbwire. It didn't work out. They couldn't get along. So uh, is that, speaking of that, is that going to play a factor? Is or Are Aaron and Joey going to be able to get along? And then you've got Ken Dang, who was recently recruited into the Pinnacle. And then you've got Walker Hayes, but he's a Cash Borden guy. And, you know, there's some... There's got to be some tension between Jeff Odell and the Cash Borden guys because, uh, you know, Cash taking the CCW title. So is that tension going to be, is that tension going to play a factor between uh, Walker and Jeff Odell or is Walker going to be able to put that aside? It, is Jeff going to be able to put that aside to, to get business done? There's, there's a lot of factors that go into this match, but... Uh, I think Aaron and Joey are going to pick up the win because, you know, Aaron and Joey, I mean, Joey's not exactly a team player and Aaron just got out of a tag team, but, you know, I think they both have common goals to take out Pinnacle because, uh, you know, Joey O'Reilly back at Super Show um, and even back at Inferno being the victim of Pinnacle attacks. Uh, I think they got common goals, and whatever differences that Aaron and Joey may have, I think they're willing to put those aside, whereas Ken and Walker being accompanied by Jeff, I don't think, I just don't think they're going to be able to put differences aside. So, um, I've got the Problem Child and uh, the Irish Lucky Charms Man in this match. Another outstanding match is going to be Hollis Giroux defending the Pure Openweight Championship against one of my favorite up-and-comers, Zay Washington, the chosen one. Uh, if you thought Hollis Giroux versus Aaron Roberts was a great match, then buckle up because if you've never seen Zay Washington, you are missing out, my friend. Uh, Zay Washington, one of the biggest up-and-coming high flyers in the Midwest, in the Mid-South, uh, coming out of Tennessee, He's been doing a lot of great work down at TIWF. Uh, he was on the Paradigm Show back in October on The Collective. And I said on commentary that 2021 is going to be the year of Zay Washington. And I stand by that claim. Uh, do I think he's going to win the Pure Openweight Championship? Uh, I don't think... 
I don't think that's going to be part of the year of Zay Washington because mainly because Jeff Odell is going to be at ringside. I feel like I feel like Pinnacle is going to get involved with this match somehow, and I feel like they're going to help Hollis retain the title. Um, if Zay gets attacked after the match, I feel like uh, Aaron Roberts could come out to make the save because, you know, Aaron and Zay have been tagging outside of CCW. They recently started a tag team. I believe it's called the Young Goats. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, that would be interesting to see. I'm really, really looking forward to that match. And another match I'm really, really, really looking forward to is our main event. It is a triple threat ladder match. We have Jackson Crowley versus Cash Borden versus Brandon Barbwire for the CCW Heavyweight Championship. The story of this match is absolutely amazing. It goes all the way back to Super Show 4 back in July. That, that was supposed to be Cash Borden's night. But, of course, Jackson Crowley, who was supposed to face Blake Christian, uh, that didn't happen. Uh, Blake wasn't able to make it to the show, so Jackson Crowley got thrown into the CCW title match. And that's where Jackson Crowley won his third CCW title. But, after that match, he had Cash attacking both Jackson and Otis and taking the belt home with him because he felt like he, felt like he got robbed and he feels like he's the champion. Which I mean, I can't, I can't say he's not. I can't say he's wrong in that claim because I mean, if that if that happened to me, I would feel the same way Cash feels. But you know, while CCW hasn't been running, uh, Cash has defended that title in various promotions: uh, in a fight underground, Stride Pro Wrestling, uh, IWA Uprising, Zero uh, One USA that we were just talking about, and you know. Nobody's came after that belt. And you gotta ask yourself, why is nobody from CCW even bothered to try to get that title back from Cash Borden? I I wonder sometimes. But you know, while that all's been while all that has been happening, uh Jackson has been on the radar of Missouri's most malicious Brandon Barbwire, who has recently rejoined the Pinnacle. In exchange for a CCW title match. Um, their match, of course, at best of the best. It was a great match, but uh, Brandon wasn't able to get the job done. Jackson defeats Brandon. And, you know, Brandon's made some arguments in his Facebook promos about the match shouldn't have been restarted. Uh, he was clearly not in a state to compete. And he's demanded one more CCW title match. And... He's got it in this ladder match. Uh, I can't exactly say that I disagree with Brandon Barbwire because, I mean, he he's right. He wasn't in a state, he wasn't in a good state of mind to compete. He was concussed. I even saw him backstage after the match, and it was probably one of the more horrifying scenes that I have seen in wrestling. So, uh, yeah, Brandon is somewhat right in saying that the match should have never been restarted. And I think they're right to give him another opportunity at the CCW title. Um, so all of this that I've just said, all of that has led to this triple threat ladder match between Jackson Cash and Brandon Barbwire. So 
Is Jackson finally going to be able to get his belt back? Or is Cash going to climb the ladder and continue to hold on to the title? Or will Brandon once again become the crown jewel of the pinnacle? Are we going to see outside factors play in this match? Are we going to see Otis, Walker, or the pinnacle? Um, it's really, really hard to make a pick in this match because I feel like all three would make sense. I feel like it would make sense for any three of these guys to win. But if I were to make a pick on who I think is going to win this match, it would be strictly because of psychology and getting into people's heads. And that's why my pick for this match is Cash Borden. I think Cash is going to climb the ladder. He's going to grab his belt. He's going to go back to Illinois. He's going to be the official CCW Heavyweight Champion. I think since Super Show back in July, since he took that title after the match, even though he didn't win the match, he took that title. He's held it hostage for over half a year. And nobody's... Come, tr nobody has tried to get that title off of him. Nobody from CCW has crossed the river and tried to get that belt. To me, that just kind of shows that uh, Cash Borden is inside these guys' heads. And I think he's going to play that to his advantage. And he's going to walk out of Charleston as the CCW champion. So yeah, again, that's going to be... Saturday, March the 20th at Charleston High School in Charleston, Missouri. Uh, doors open at 6. Bell time is at 7. Tickets available at capewrestling.com. Uh, do you agree with our picks for this? Uh, if not, what are your picks? Make sure you leave that in the comments below. Not just for CCW, but for Zero One also. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with us for about an hour and 20 minutes here. Uh, this is going to be the end of the episode. Uh... Again, thank you for sticking with us, and I hope these recaps and previews have gotten you hyped up for the wrestling that is to come in the next month. Um, if you want to keep up to date with what's going on with Four Sides, you can like Four Sides on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Four Sides IV. Make sure you hit like and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or any of your select podcast platforms, and. Hope to see you at the show. Again, for Zero One, you can get your tickets at 01USA.com, keyword tickets. That's going to be this Saturday, February 27th. That will be the Road to War Games. And for CCW Chaos in Charleston 3, that's going to be Saturday, March 20th. Get your tickets for that at capewrestling.com. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Four Sides Podcast. I hope you like the new recap format, and we will see you next time. Peace.